The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Bonjour, bienvenue! I can't speak French, but uh, this is the Piercing Wizard Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, I've got a really good show this week. I've got Jason Heaney and Jess Farrar. Farrar? Farrar? I'm really bad at pronouncing names, and now I know how other people feel when they try to pronounce Willette. Uh, you'll hear her pronounce her own name in just a few minutes during the intro. Uh, I sat down with the two of them at the UK APP meetup in Birmingham uh, a few months ago, and we talked about some really neat stuff. First, we talk about risky trends in in the industry, you know, people doing piercings that they haven't really researched the safety yet, you know, they're just kind of offering them on clients because someone asked for it. So we talk about that. We discuss regional challenges, you know, again, a lot of the conversations I'll come back to with piercers are about jewelry, uh, different quality and and how to get in the quality that you want if maybe your market is a a little bit behind, you know, using kind of lower quality stuff. We talk a little bit about Destiny, which is nice. Uh, We talk a little bit about Rick and Morty. Uh, There are also a couple, like, little sad moments in there for me. Uh, You know, I mentioned my my dog at one point uh, early on in the show, and it's kind of a bummer because my my dog actually passed away during the week uh, that I was gone for for Camp APP. So, uh, so, you know, not, not... the greatest thing to hear, but you know, whatever, uh, life goes on. Uh, there's also a little bit of a posthumous shout out for Rick Free. We, we talk about the body mod learning forum at one point and, uh, just kind of sending a, a shout out into the, the ether for Rick on that one. Uh, I've got some interesting news coming up. I'm not ready to fully announce it just yet, but, uh, I can say that I do have a few private seminars coming up. Uh, I'm working on one in Florida and another one in Maryland. I should have some, uh, announcements as far as dates and shops and, and how to register for those. So if you're in the Florida area or the, uh, the Baltimore, Maryland-ish area, uh, you know, try to keep your early February open, wink, wink. So uh, let's get into the interview this week with uh, Jess and Jason. So my name is Jason Heaney. I'm working out of State of the Arts Tattoos in Tyrone. Uh, my Instagram handle is at SkinBad. Uh, my name is Jess Farah. My Instagram handle is at Scenes of Violence, and I can be found in Preston, Lancashire, in England. All right. And you work in a, a second studio. I work right? also in uh, Love Hate Social Club in Cork. And how frequently are you working at both? I am in Love Hate three days a week, Saturday to Monday, yeah. and in State of the Arts Tuesday to Friday. How do you feel about like traveling? I mean, traveling is the hardest part. Yeah, you know, it's four and a half hours. Yeah, between each shop. Yeah, you know, um, traveling's hard, but yeah. you know, it's doable. Yeah, I love my job, so yeah, well, it's that perfectly helps. fine. And you're you're kind of a little bit more stationary in like one region. Yeah, one area, one studio. Yeah. I live 15 minutes away. It's I bliss. do the same thing. I, yeah, I, I have a five-minute commute to work, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Isn't it great? People ask me all the time. They're like, hey, do you want to come out to my studio and do a guest spot? And I'm like, why? I own a studio. Like, why, why would I want to do that? Like, I... You know, I can I can go home for lunch. You know, and pet my dog. Why would I want to like do that? You know, are you gonna give me a million dollars? Then no. No. Yeah. Can I bring my dog? Yeah. So. Uh, 
before we started the interview, you were kind of mentioning something about um, seeing trends in, in piercer forums and not being like super happy when people maybe jump on the bandwagon of things that were kind of decided to be a, a bad idea like years ago. Do you feel like that's like a, a regional thing or do you feel like that's like an, like an industry trend? Um, regional to a point, you know, just because like over in Europe, like so many piercers are just kind of coming out of the woodwork and they're just starting to realize that there's good quality jewelry. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they see someone posts up something like a nasal hanger or something, something that's just obviously not a good idea. You know, it's going to have problems one way or another. And then some of the newer kids see it and they're like, Oh, that's cool. I want to try and do that. Yeah. I want to try that just because it looks cool and it's extreme. It's yeah. one of the new things that I haven't tried yet. Yeah. That's like very like BME era. Were, were either yeah, of you involved very in much so. BME or I am? Yeah. yeah. I've got yeah. the doctors tattooed on the okay. back of both my cool. arms. Yeah, I've got they one They were like my origin I've got story. the hockey logo, yeah. Sick. Yeah. Uh, BME for life. In it. But uh, yeah, it was, the, it was the, oh God. It was the same thing. Like people would... Um, people would, would post something like extreme yeah. and then every other piercer would be like, well, <clears throat> I'm extreme. I, mm-hmm. I want to do that. And I, I think, um, not to say that certain areas are, you know, a, a few years behind, but sometimes like information doesn't get distilled down to certain areas yeah. for, for, for a while, you know, and if people see a nasaling, they're going to see it. And sometimes they'll see it as like a challenge and they'll be like, I wonder if I could do that. And they, they kind of take it as a challenge, but they don't stop and think it's like, there's a reason that people don't do this stuff yeah. in, in, in certain areas where they, they have maybe more access to, you know, educational conferences and stuff like this. And a nasaling is definitely one of those piercings where I've seen it and been like, I wonder if I could do that. And then it's, yeah, I don't care if I could. I don't, I don't want to try to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it does drive me nuts. I think that's how the whole, like, eyeball tattooing trend started. It was just like, oh, cool, I, I want to do that and I'm not going to bother thinking about it, yeah. you know. Um, but... Yeah, uh, did did horizontal tongue piercings take off here? Very much so. Really? Yeah, I mean... They tried to. Yeah. I stopped them. <laughs> yeah, good. They've been in my area since I started piercing over five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, just everybody wants to get a scoop piercing or yeah. horizontal tongue piercing. It's, I think it's really nuts. cool. Have you ever, have either of you ever seen a long-term healed one? Nope. No, yeah. never. Yeah. I mean, any ones that I've ever seen, they always sink in when you stretch out your tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I did the tongue piercing class yesterday, and, you know, and, and I, was it Mick that, that said, oh, I had one yeah. for yeah. four days, and <laughs> then I had to take it out, you know? And so it's like, you know, if a professional piercer can't even heal that, like, do you really think a client can, can actually heal that? So that's one of those piercings where I, I feel like it's it's died down a lot now, thankfully, Thank but you. I do see it pop up in different regions. I see it pop up in, like, Latin American uh, markets, you know, South America, especially like that, that piercing still pops up and it's like, man, like it's not going to work. You know, like yeah. I, I would love piercers to have a little bit more like conservatism and, and, and stop and think about like, well, you know, I haven't seen this before. What could it maybe do like negatively before I just find someone to, to do it on? Absolutely. Critical thinking is a massive part of our job. And if we can't look forwards past that Instagram picture, and see the the repercussions, the the oral damage, the the horrible clacky sound when you talk. Right. Then what are we doing other than taking their money and scarring them? You know what drives me nuts is when I'm talking to a piercer and they're just like, oh yeah, hey, how's it going? I really like to see you. And it's like, oh my god, please let me change your tongue jewelry. Like, oh my god, or just let me take it out. You know? And it, it drives me it drives me nuts. Yeah. Pet peeves. Yeah. Well, I at this point, it's not even really a pet peeve. It's just like 
come on, you're better than that, you yeah. know? And it, it, yeah, it just doesn't work. Um, so, like, what do you think is the silver bullet to that? Do you think it's, like, educational conferences? Do you think it's people getting in, engaged with organizations or, like, reading material or just paying more attention to the internet? I feel like it's a good talking point when things like this take off, but they always nosedive and it's too slow to pick up the... Um, negative aspects for it before it uh, snowballs and just becomes a sensation and only after it's reached the general public Mm -hmm. and exploded do we then start educating each other about why it's not a good idea but then certain people will already have started offering the piercing Mm -hmm. out and seen excellent healed results and and then all of a sudden my friend got it and it's great then you have a spectrum of answers like we can't be unified as an organisation and Mm -hmm. just say this is a bad idea because A B and C because you have people in the other end of it that have healed two to five or have sold good jewelry on right. two to five yeah. and suddenly they're all for it yeah yeah um so some of like the 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 biggest things i've learned like jeff saunders is such like a wealth of like reasonable thinking yeah that you know he has all these ideas of like uh, like for aftercare is a good example when, when people use some sort of like wacky zany internet fad aftercare product and their piercing heals, and then to, to them, that's proof that the product forced their piercing to heal. So, you know, he told me once, he's like, you know, yeah, but did it heal because of that, or did it heal in spite of that, you know? Positive Would it have healed without it? Would it have healed faster mm. without it? Yeah, and people just kind of, they don't have those, those like you said, critical thinking yeah. skills yeah. when it comes to piercing. Honestly, like the, the most, the hardest part of the job is thinking about everything that could possibly go wrong in a piercing before you do it. Yeah. Like aftercare should be pre-care. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to picking an ear piercing, you should be asking them about their lifestyle before you go to market, before right. you make a wound in their body. Right. Because even if you pierce their tragus and then go, oh, by the way, no earbud headphones, no stethoscopes, and they go, but I'm a vet. Exactly. They're not going to take it I've out, are that. they? Yeah. I've had that yeah. too, years yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that made me realize, okay, I'm doing this the wrong way around. Yeah. Bike helmets, helix piercings, they're not going to get on. Mm-hmm. So ask them before. Yeah. Avoid disappointment. Save your time. Yeah. yeah. Invest in... Or like a nasaling, like, do you like to breathe? <laughs> you <laughs> do you know? like to pick your yeah. nose? Yeah. Do you like to be able to move your face in any expressive way? Yeah. This isn't the piercing for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any real silver bullet for, like, terribly bad idea piercings, mm-hmm. you know? Um they're just always going to be there. There's always going to be an ignorant person that sees a picture and yeah. like, oh, I want to get that. Yeah. And there's always going to be an ignorant piercer that's going to pierce it. Mm-hmm. I don't. They're always going to be there. You yeah. Know? yeah. There's not going to be a silver bullet. Yeah. Maybe fingers crossed they will die mm-hmm. out. But no, I think they'll just keep coming back through revivals because with the age of the internet and all of the information being at our fingertips, somehow we are simultaneously more lazy than ever in our quest to find the answer. We yeah. we just put the question out there, just fart it out online, going, someone someone's tell me the answer, I can't be asked to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then we just expect it to come to us. But we really should be thinking these things through for ourselves. Well, we should, but that's that's kind of expecting a lot for, for civilization, basically. <laughs> Especially, like, civilization with cell phones at this point. Um, but I definitely do see cycles with, with good ideas and bad ideas. Like, as a, a really great example... Um, Triple Ford helix piercings five years ago were like the hottest mm. thing you could do in a studio. You know, and I, I would be banging them out. You know, if I wasn't doing multiples in a day, I was at least doing multiples in a week. And then that trend died off. 
but you'll still get those occasional people that'll be like, hey, you know, the, that same black and white oh, picture, yeah. and they'll be like, hey, there's this crazy new piercing. I'm like, yeah, it's a triple forward helix. I've done 500 mm-hmm. sets of them. Um, I'd be happy to do this for you. I feel like it's the same thing with, do you say Daith or Doth? Oh, you've split us down the middle now. Yeah, I say, yeah, I say Daith. I know, say Daith. Oh, two versus one. Yeah, uh, we win, sorry. But, um, you know, those... I, the last year were such a huge explosion because of like the you know the the headache thing, um, and you know it's it's it started to die off. I've noticed in my area it started to die off, but I'm a hundred percent sure that for the next five years I'm still going to be getting people that walk through the door mm-hmm. thinking that that piercing will cure their headache, and I think it's unfortunately the same thing with with bad idea piercings. Like no matter how proven something is that it's a terrible idea we're all still going to have to deal with the occasional person asking for a horizontal tongue piercing or uh, a, a microdermal on a finger, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, it, it's it's just part of our, our career now, you know, to say no to the same thing a yeah. thousand times over. So I, I, I think the best we can do is just try to try to educate clients and try to educate other piercers as well as possible because I, I know for a fact that when I started, um, and, and even a, a few years into my career, I was still like very willing to experiment on something without having any idea what the consequences were. You know, I used to do a, surface piercings with curved barbells. I, you know, I used to use external thread jewelry, and I used to use dermal punches on soft tissue. I used to do all kinds of stuff that now I would I would want to strangle a newer piercer for doing, thinking like you know. There are so many places online that will tell you this is a bad idea. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't sought them out yet. And, you know, I try not to hold it against them too much. You know, if they make, like, repeated mistakes or show that they just don't care, like, time after time after time, then I'll basically start to be like, okay, well, I'm, 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 I'm probably going to start to dismiss you after a certain point. <laughs> yeah. But some people just genuinely haven't been exposed to it. And, yeah. and sometimes it's those terrible ideas that help people develop the, the good ideas. You know, for, for better or worse with surface anchors... The original idea before that, were either of you like familiar with, with what came right before that? It was these like weird things where it basically just imagine like a nostril screw. A nostril screw. Yeah. 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 yeah, people were doing that and being like, this is awesome. Look at this. There's just a gem floating. And then people were like, that's a terrible idea. But, you know, I wonder if we could think of something. You know, Pat Pruitt was, was like, I wonder if we could think of something that would, that would actually work. And there was this development. But now at this point, I feel like so many people are soured. To surface anchors, microdermals, whatever you want to call them, that now it's making this like renaissance of, of surface bar piercing, and people are like developing all these mm. like cool advanced techniques for that now. So you know sometimes it takes the bad to help inspire you to make the good. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying there. Yeah. So um, you know we're at an educational conference, and I know that you've both been to the APP conference in the U.S. Um, what are some of like the, the tougher lessons that you've learned through coming to conferences? Like, what are some of the things that you've you've learned and has been kind of like a light bulb moment for you and your studios? Hmm. Light bulb moment. Don't answer too quickly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming this is going to be edited, so I'm just taking a sweet time. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> like when you when you came to your first APP conference, like. You know, for me, like I had a lot of moments where I, I went back to my studio after my first conference and I was like, oh my God, we're, we're killing everyone. You're like we have to stop and we have to clean everything. We have to change everything. Like, oh my God, like, did you have any freak out moments or was it like pretty calm and just more like reassuring as to what you were already doing? That one, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I've, I've only been to one conference. It was my first one this year as an LD scholar and I absolutely loved it. For anyone that's not been, please go. It was incredible. Um, and I honestly found that every... A lot of what was spoken about, 
I already knew, but it was just really nice to hear it from such a reputable source. Mm -hmm. It was really like confirming that I was Not on the right out. track. Yeah, exactly. Right. Very much so. I completely agree. Yeah. My first conference, it was reassuring to know that most of, I won't say all, most mm. of the things that I were doing were in the realm of what I should be doing, yeah. which it's reassuring. Mm. That's great. Yeah, I, I wish I had that experience, but I didn't. <laughs> I had a very opposite experience. Like when I went, I, I was I was really the person that uh, like I would I would want to reach out and mentor now. You know, like so in my in my original studio, I had um, I had carpeting in my original studio. Uh, I had just one piercing area and one tattoo area, and my sterilization equipment was in the tattoo area. That was the only sink we had in the whole studio, and that was the processing sink and the hand washing sink, and it was in a tattoo area. I had you know a curtain on 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 my opening instead of a door, you know, and all these things. And like, hey, I'm a board member of the APP now, so it's like you know I I, I turned it around, but it took a really long time and a lot of effort. So you know, if, if if you two came away from your first conference like feeling more confident instead of less confident, like you have one up on me. So like, you know, better on you. But that shows that like, you know, you cared and you took that information that was out there and you applied it as best you can. And then you've got those reassurances to know that you were applying it correctly. Um, I was trying to reach out to information, but at the time it wasn't really like the, the, the best influence, you know, it was like BME, look at all these crazy things you can do. Like there was no conversation of like sterilization or studio layout or, or, yeah that kind of stuff it was just like what's the craziest thing you can mm. do you know that that's what it was when when i got into the industry shock factor yeah total yeah. shock factor like i was like a i was like a proto goth kid at that time you know so it was like I've seen pictures we've yeah, all seen pictures yeah, right i know i know i know <laughs> i i regret nothing but uh you know but it was like corset piercings and and stuff like that you know um and you know i i if i could go back i would Part of me wants to say, like, you know, I would do everything the same way again. But it's like, you know, maybe I would try a, a little bit harder to get more quality information much earlier on in my career. And I think if I had had, like, that solid foundation, like, who knows what I could have done with it, you know? But it's good to see that you had that solid foundation. We have a lot of information to, to help us, though, you know? Yeah. We've got the body modification learning form. Mm -hmm. We've got the UK piercer form. You know, there's yeah. a lot of solid information. But yeah. As has been said many, many times before, they are very much a tool. Mm -hmm. If you use it wrong, you're going to do more damage than good. Right, right. Um, so, you know, the UK APP is a, a fairly young organization. So before that came along, like, what do you think was your main resource? Was it like the Body Modification Learning Forum or yeah. was it something else? It was the Body Modification Learning Forum for me. Yeah. You know, there were a couple of blogs as well. There was Brian Skelly's blog, mm -hmm. Jeff Saunders' blog. Yeah. Um, those were my, my main sources. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think Rick Free gets enough credit for like all the work he did with the body modification Absolutely. learning form because a lot of it like now people look at it and they're like, oh yeah, that's just where people get ripped apart in the comment sections. <laughs> but like, there's like a wealth of knowledge in there, and like you know, Rick Free deserves like a huge amount of credit for that because so. he started it and he like kind of directed it. You know, sometimes there 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 was a little bit of infighting there, but it was because people were passionate about the information they were sharing, and they, they just wanted people to have information. They they were a couple of jerks too, you know, to be, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was really something special, you know, and I think it was a, a really good. Um, educational resource when when BME was kind of like taken away from from people like that was where you would go to if you needed clarification on something if you didn't have 
like a, a, a personal resource, like being able to talk to Brian Skelly or being able to talk to Jeff Saunders or, mm -hmm. or something like that. Like, I think that's where a lot of people went and, and still go for their information. Yeah. Uh, this is where I start to kind of like fizzle on my mind. Okay. So in, in the future, um, like, what do you, what do you see happening? Do you, do you feel like there's going to be a, a consolidation where there are individual organizations that grow very large and try to reach out to different markets? Or do you feel like there are going to be more like regional groups popping up? Uh, well, it's, it's definitely regional groups popping up a lot lately. It seems it. You know, yeah. there's, like you mentioned before, there's the Canadian group, there's... Mexico, Brazil, so many. Sala and, and Gladys and Jose Carlos have, have started one in, in Spain. And Isn't Italy just started one as well? Maybe? Italy's had one for a while, but you know they're 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 pushing to, mm. to grow it a lot right now. There's BMX. There's a there's a, a German organization. There's a Scandinavian organization. Yeah, yeah. I mean some some will definitely um, progress. Some yeah. will some will fail, but they have a lot of information out there. They have, yeah. The APP to, to seek out knowledge on mm -hmm. what's good to do, what's bad to do, what yeah. should we be progressing with. You know, some some of them will definitely have um, words. Some of them will have words. <laughs> <laughs> some of them have a fighting chance. Yeah, they, they definitely do. Yeah, it really like the for anyone involved in those organizations, like the the main advice I would give you is like, don't try to. Don't try to be like everything for everyone, you know, and, and realize that you have to listen to a lot of voices and not just become the voice. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people fail because they they want it to be about like us, 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 and like you should be seeking out your information from us, not like, you know, we kind of thing, you know, like like we want we want to be inclusive. We want to hear people's voices and incorporate it into our own rather than just like, hey, stop and listen to our voice, you know, like that that bugs me anyway. Even though I really like people listening to my voice, <laughs> as you're listening to my podcast right now. Thank you. ChristyWizard.com. Sing with plug. So what, what, what do you think some of your goals would be like with, with your individual careers? Like, you know, where do you see yourselves like growing in, in time? Like, do you, do you see yourself still like, you know, five years from now? Do you see yourself still working in those two studios? Do you see yourself kind of like trying to venture out or grow your own, your own studios? You know, do you see yourself... Um, uh, you know, becoming involved with, um, like, local area? Do you want to get, like, get around and get more of an international perspective? Um, I'd like to get more involved in the, the Irish industry, to be yeah. honest, you know. Uh, currently, my position and what I'm trying to do in my own store is jewelry building, building mm -hmm. up a, a, a gold jewelry base, you know. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that's, like... A really like do you both feel like that's a big obstacle it seems like people kind of bring that up constantly it's like trying to grow your 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 jewelry selection and your jewelry base but you know have a clientele that that wants to buy it like that seems really challenging for everybody absolutely yeah. I don't think there are enough stepping stones that we can use to go from what the vast majority of the UK market has been taught is right. a fair standard right as in mystery metal externally threaded mm -hmm. let's just say China why not we okay. all know it sure Two, industry standard, anatomy metal, industrial strength, blue, right. Right, intrinsic, everything like right. that. Yeah. There isn't nearly enough in-betweens, which puts people off making the jump. See, that's the problem, is when a lot of people have conversations about, like, upselling, things like that, they're talking about going from, like, anatomy metal, perfectly, beautifully polished titanium to, like, gold and diamonds. Mm. They're not talking about going from, like bottom of the list, like very cheap, like costume jewelry mm -hmm. to 
Anatometal, Leroy, Industrial Strength, Neometal, things like that. So yeah, it's it's really tough. It's way tougher to bridge that gap than to bridge the gap of like nice to like bling. Uh, it, it like for for me, um, I, I wrote an article years ago about step down external external thread jewelry. You know, is that is that even a thing over here? Uh, I mean, it's on the market, but but it's not really like not a respectable really a thing. thing. No. So there was this. It was really tough to make the argument because it was only one company. It was, it was called Blue Mountain Steel. Yep. And they used, you know, ASTM grade material. They used really good titanium. They used really good steel. They put a nice polish on it. But it just, you know, it was step down external. But that could be inserted into a needle of the same size and kind of sheathe the, the threads mm -hmm. on it. And the argument that I tried to make is this is not your, your end of the line jewelry. I'm not going to say that this is the best because there is better. But this is better than what you're what you're using if you're using that entry level costume jewelry, and um, it it seems like nobody wants to fill that market. And when when companies come along, and they have something that maybe potentially could bridge that gap, that's not what they try to market it as. They try to market it as oh, but ours is the best, Agreed. and it's like but it, yeah, but it's not though. <laughs> like you know, it's not made of this. It's not polished like this. Like this and that, whatever. Um, but you know, maybe be honest about it. Maybe have maybe a, a, a fairer price point for the for the product that you're offering, and you can definitely you can kind of corner that in between market. But nobody seems to want to step up and, and do that because they almost feel like a shame. Like they want to be the big dog on the yeah. block. They don't want to be like the medium dog on the bar <laughs> the block. Yeah, yeah. We're all the same though. That's why we want to sell all the good jewelry. Right, yeah. I mean, that's what I want to sell. I, I think that's everybody's goal, but I, I don't think people are always realistic about getting there, just like you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long journey for me. I've been piercing about four and a half years now. And when I started, um, I was just using what the studio already supplied. Yeah. I had no knowledge of where it came from or anything like that. You know, you start as a piercer and you're just poking holes in people. Right. Everything comes afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it was only after I realized that what I was doing was not acceptable to me that I looked into changing everything that I could, technique, tool use, cross-contamination, everything, including jewelry. And simply getting the studio owner to go from what he saw as a moneymaker because it was cheap right. and you get a lot of quantity mm -hmm. to something higher quality with a higher price point he didn't see it as an investment. He saw it rather as something that would end up costing him a lot a of money. A liability. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. So I've gone from bulk buying externally threaded nonsense just because I've been told to or it's already been there. And I phased that out. I brought in internally threaded titanium and I moved it to implant grade. And now my basic range is quality eye mm -hmm. but my upselling ranges are anatometal industrial strength mm -hmm. and neometal yeah and that to me that's progress yeah i'm i'm happy to to mm -hmm. be where i am that's fine yeah yeah what i always try to tell people is like sure you can buy a uh, hundred pieces of jewelry for 50 bucks if you if you want to or 50 pounds whatever you know if you if you want to but you know do you want to have to work uh really hard to uh, do one piercing that you get 100 pounds for, or do you want to have to work just as hard uh, to do four piercings uh, for 25 pounds? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, I, I get that, sure, I get that the, the jewelry costs more, I get that nobody wants to spend more, 
but it's going to bring in a higher caliber of yeah. customer who's going to be comfortable. It's like if, if they're a tattooer, I can't understand how they don't understand it because it's like, well, are you doing 25 pound tattoos all day? Yeah. No, you're not. You're trying to book in sleeves and back pieces and repeat clientele. This is the body piercing equivalent of that. You have to give me that that range of motion, like especially if you're the owner, like do you want to make money off the piercing or do you want to like, you know, just like nibble at what's available with that market? It's it's insane that they would work know. smart. Right. Well, you know, I, I don't really like the, the term like, you know, work smart, not hard. I like work smart and hard. But uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I totally get work this. Work smart, summer. full stop. Work smart, full stop. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> work smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, do you feel like, okay, I, and I, I don't mean to be offensive, but Ireland has always been a market where it's like, it hasn't been known for having like standout piercers, you know, like in, in, uh, in Britain, like, you know, it's like, you can think like this piercer, this person, this person, Irish piercers, like there are very few that I know that are like, wow, that's a, that's a really, that's a standout piercer, you know, like you're, you, you are, are one of them, you know, but it's like. I don't understand why. It, do you feel like it's a clientele thing? Do you feel like it's a studio culture thing? It is 100% the piercer okay. thing. Um, Ireland is very much in the 90s when it comes to the piercing industry. Mm-hmm. It's all about your ego. It's right. nothing about the work that you do right. at all. It's If you're a rock star, that's what you're known for. Okay. Oh, he's a piercer too. Cool. Um, no, there's no, There are no piercers in Ireland, bar one or two that are interested in bettering themselves right. for their clients right they're just more interested about their ego and looking cool and do you feel like camera. it's coming around or do you feel like it's going to be stuck that way for a it's while it's definitely coming around okay. slowly we'll yeah. show you there are a lot of piercers that want to better themselves but don't know how you right. know there's there's some of them that are joining the forums and trying to to you know learn what they can mm-hmm. but uh no one that stands out there's two piercers that i know that stand out yeah 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 it's got to be tough you know um you know, I, I live in an area like the Northeast and, you know, a little bit south of me, the Boston area, you would think that like a major city like Boston would have like tons of piercers. And like now there are definitely some that are like really well established, you know, Brian Moeller's in Boston, you know, and you have some really good talent around there now. But for a long time, there was nobody around Boston. And it's like, really? Boston doesn't have some like triple A piercer, you know, it, it's, it's really strange to see that. And it's really strange to see like, you know... Ireland or, or anywhere not have like those those people that are stepping up and just being like you know yeah this is my market you know yeah. like you know bam you know but they they want to be that like that famous person not that famous piercer they yep. want to be a person that maybe does piercings Very they don't so. want to be like you know I'm a piercer you know and I'm going to take charge of this area yeah. yeah I mean in my experience with Irish piercers a lot of it is to do with fear mm-hmm. and just the 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 fact that Good quality jewelry is it's more expensive than yeah. buying your hundred hundred bars yeah. from yeah. China. You know, yeah, they don't want to take the risk. Right, it's easier to just just buy the hundred bars from China. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah with those import taxes. Like it's gotta it's gotta kill you over here. I mean, maybe not kill you, but you know, make it a lot more challenging. Yeah, yeah, twenty yeah. percent. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, that's nuts. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot. yeah, and you're not really asking for twenty percent more than than what would be comparable in the States or something like that, you know? So I, I hope that if there are any clients that, that listen to something like this, they un, they understand that it's like your piercings might seem pricey, but they should be 20% more expensive. And, you know, piercers are taking that hit for you. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily like trying to say, well, okay, you have to, you have to absorb all of that uh, on your own. So, you know, be appreciative. Uh, you know, if your piercer puts in that work and, 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 
puts in all that money to, to get that material for you, you know, realize that it's like, it's not easy for them to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clients wouldn't know. They're, they're yeah. Ignorance. Yeah, 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 yeah. ignorance. It, and you I, can't really turn around and say to them, oh, well, I pay 20 extra. You know what? I'm the kind of person that would like, not humble brag, whatever the equivalent of it is, where, where I want to be saying, I'd be like, do you understand that there is a, a 20% value added tax for, for this, this jewelry that I have absorbed for you? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not very gentle when it, when it comes to things like that. Like when people it come into my studio and um, like, okay, when I first started getting in nicer jewelry and then people would be like, uh, I got pierced here last year and it was like $25 less. You know, I was like, well, you know, <laughs> what I carry now is this amazing, like, implant certified type, this and that. And, like, you know, I would do that and I would have, like, people would very politely just sit there and, and take it. But, you know, I would 20 minutes of, like, you know, I'm going to tell you everything I learned in the last year about body jewelry. And now that people come in and... Um, they're like, oh, you know, how much is a piercing? And I'm like, well, you know, with our most popular jewelry, I'd say between like 80 and 100. And they'd be like, oh, man, that place down the street is only 35. And I'm like, well, go there. Bye. You know, and it's like, you know, I, I, um, I, I understand. But, you know, it's like with, with restaurants, like you can, you can go to McDonald's. You can go to a nice steakhouse, you know. Or, or if you're vegan, you can go eat some forage for twigs and berries. I don't know what, what's a nice vegan thing or whatever. But uh, Just grass. Grass, okay. yeah. Grass tastes bad. But, um... Yeah, you know, I... Yeah. <laughs> of course, Rick and Mike. <laughs> but, um... Sorry, I was going to go straight in with lick, lick, lick my balls. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to edit that out there. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So, you know, I think I think everybody, once they, uh, you know, if they're um, woke as a piercer, you know, I think we all have the same frustrations and, and same challenges, you know, and it's, it's, it's great that, you know, I'm not the only one who goes bananas over this stuff. And uh, that you share in my in my frustration, yeah. um, you know, I I'd like to try to share in some of yours also, and, and kind of like you know, ease the burden and, and let you know that it's like uh, it does get better over time. You know, uh, it's sometimes you have to to scratch, but once you establish that market, that market's there and it's mm. not going to go away. You Absolutely. know, because people people realize that it's like oh, this is quality. You know, just like I want nice clothes or nice food or a nice yep. car, I, I want a nice piercing and nice jewelry, and yep. now I know where to come to get it. You know, it's once you establish yourself as the leader of a market, it's 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 not easy for someone to dethrone you. Yeah, yeah. it was it was difficult to get started because there was nothing but naysayers because the, I hadn't proven anything. Right. But the moment that I just went, well, you know what, I'm doing it anyway because mm-hmm. I know it's the right thing to do, and sales started coming in and customer recommendations started coming in because they saw their friend with this right. beautiful piece. Right. Where did you get that beautiful right. piece from? That's and it me stands out yeah. so much because every, like you go to a certain area where they don't have a, a high end piercer and like you look at all their their piercings and it's like oh you know like you're you're all your jewelry looks like grody it looks like it's made out of a paper clip you know and 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 then you 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 if you see like a nice piece of gold or something like that it, it stands out so much the contrast yeah. is insane yeah and then you know people not everybody is going to want that mm-hmm. to be fair you know but the people who do want that oh that's amazing where'd you get that and then you know they're yours yep. you know and uh, you know if you're listening to the the podcast you know like take the plunge you know try it out you know and then you, you, you see an organization like this, and I feel like there are lots of people that a, a, attend this and attend APP in the U.S. too, where um, the, the thing that changed their mind is seeing someone else's success. 
you know, they didn't want to necessarily take the risk. But then when they see all these other people who took the gamble and it paid off, then they're like, oh, man, yeah. I bet I could do that, too. Maybe it'll work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like. Right. Okay. All right. Well, so, uh, again, if people want to find you, like, on social media, like, where would they find you? Uh, well, mine is Instagram, at SkinBud. At SkinBud. And you, Jess? At Scenes of Violence, because I'm a cool kid. Scenes of Violence. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a like a scene kid yeah did you are you like a reformed like no hardcore i just couldn't fit contain scenes of violence in it okay okay (laughs) (laughs) that works and it's my playstation handle too so really just gotta stack them are you on do you have a ps4 yeah what do you play uh i'm gonna be playing arc on it when i get back and destiny 2 Ooh, i have destiny 2 oh well then are we playstation friends yet uh i don't know how many people i have on playstation because social we will be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, seems yeah. of violence. I, I miss uh, Destiny Two very badly. Like that's all I can think about. All my all my friends I are playing the raid. I haven't started it yet. Oh really? Because I'm away. Oh boo! Yeah, you got to get home. Power level. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea what we're talking about, do you? Are you? A I gamer? know the. I know. I am a gamer. Yeah. I do know the game, but I can't play games because I'm too busy working. That's, oh. also, that's also why I've not started. Seven days a week. You know, screw you guys. I'm a fairly busy person, and I'm already at, uh, like, light level 270 in Destiny, so, you know, suck it. Suck it, noobs. Noobs. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so let's probably stop talking and, like, go be social with people downstairs instead of talking about video games. Boo. Boo people. Boo people, boo. People are nasty. Well, thanks for taking some time to talk to me. I hope it was useful. Terrible. I'm going to completely edit you out. It'll okay, just be me and fine. Jason. Yeah, I thought as much. <laughs> I never said I was nice. No, it's not fine. the nice Piercer podcast. It's the Piercing Wizard podcast. <laughs>
you know, what, what makes success? You know, is it having a giant shop with a million employees and, and you know, making some money but never seeing your family? Or is it, uh, you know, a smaller shop, smaller clientele, you know, getting home and getting to have dinner with your, your boyfriend and your daughter every night? So, you know, we kind of talk about those, those two sides of, uh, of the coin. So stay tuned, and I'll have another episode for you next week. Thanks for listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.